Hello and welcome to The Modern Nerd. I'm Tim Bolin and I am a massive nerd. Now, you hear the word nerd, and when I was a kid it was an insult. It was something that children would do just to poke at you. You'd be out there reading a book, uh, into a comic, uh, watching your favorite show, playing with some action figures, and kids would call you a nerd. It wasn't cool. Fast forward about 30 years, all of a sudden, all of those things are super cool. Comic book movies have been pushed to the mainstream. Video games are more popular than ever. So much so that there's an entire arena being built to just watch people play video games. Now what I intend on doing is talking to some of these people. People who are into video games. People who are into comic books, movies, TV shows. To nerds. Modern nerds to be exact. That could be anybody who just loves these things. People who work in these things. Creators. Comic shop owners. Uh, anybody. You name it. If you're a nerd, I want to talk to you. You're my people and that's why we're here. All that being said, this is coming at a time where we're all sitting around with way too much time in our hands, because everything has suddenly shut down, unfortunately. So I encourage everybody out there, look to the arts. Pick up a book, pick up a comic, uh, put on that record that you played uh, 10 million times too many, put on your favorite movie, uh, let them inspire you to do something new, create something, uh, pick up a pad and paper, just write, draw, paint, uh, sing, play your guitar, do whatever it is you've got to do. Listen to these podcasts that I'm going to be bringing to you in the next couple of weeks, listen to their stories, let them inspire you as well. Now, all that being said, I have a wonderful episode for you. I have the fantastic Julia Mann, uh, who, uh, if you haven't seen her, check her out at all the local Comic-Cons that she's going to be going to. Uh, I love her art. I love what it says about pop culture these days. There's a lot of crossover with some of the characters between TV shows. There's comic book characters. There's movie characters. They're all interacting. It's fantastic. Uh, we talk about her growing up, loving to draw, being inspired by these old Disney movies, and you really see that come through in her artwork. Uh, so no more spoilers. Uh, I'll let her tell her story. Uh, here she is, uh, the wonderful Julia Mann. So my name is Julia Mann, and I'm from all over. Um, I've lived in Austin for, I think we lived here for five years, um, but I was born in Virginia, um, and then we moved to Switzerland, and I lived there for four years oh, wow. when I was in first, I guess for second, third to fourth grade. And then moved to Wisconsin all through high school. Okay. Right out of high school in Wisconsin and then moved back to Virginia. Went to college at Virginia Tech. Got married and moved to Houston. And we were there for 12 years. Oh. So I kind of moved all over. How do you like uh, Austin over Houston? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Very <laughs> different it. places. So my husband was actually born here. And so we've always wanted to get back. But whenever we lived in Houston, we'd come here for okay. you know vacation. Sure. Or, how long did oh you say gosh. you were here? So we've been here five years, I five think. Five years? Okay. It'll be, yeah. Um, and it's probably the closest you can get to, like, mountains. And beauty. Yeah. That's, I think. At least in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been, it's beautiful. And so. you're out in hill country. We are. To yeah. not name names. But, yeah, that's, I mean, it's beautiful out there. Yes. And that's the, why it's hard. Like, I, you know, we live out there because it's just beautiful. And you're so close to all the hiking and the lakes. Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's Super fantastic. Inspiring. Um, so then for, with all that, like, were you drawing uh, throughout this whole experience of your life? When you were moving in Switzerland and everywhere, were you just, just pen and paper and just doodling? Yeah, so I have drawn my whole life. Um, I know since I was in, you know, pre-care kindergarten, 
Um, and then I feel like, if I look back, I feel like drawing has gotten me through, it's probably what I lean into when life is hard or just what I can go to and be alone. Um, and so definitely drew a lot when I lived in Switzerland, probably picked it up more. That was first, second, and third grade. Okay. And then moved to, back to the U.S. And that was when I really, you know, during that time we watched a lot of Disney movies, love Warner Brothers. And so I was super inspired by the Looney Tunes, Disney animation, wanted to be an animator for Disney. That was my dream. Um, and I, so hit, I hear that's a her- terrible dream yeah. nowadays, but yes. <laughs> yes. So um, back then it was still, um, I was an 80s child. So back then, like, it was still hand-drawn up until I think I ended high school. Um, and so what I would do when I hit middle school was I would um, try to copy all my favorite characters from Disney movies. And then um, I loved Garfield comic strips. So I'd sure. take the newspapers and copy all those characters. Okay. Um, and that was in middle school, and then high school hit, and I would, I mean, I took art classes, but I was mainly, I'm, I'm one of those weird artists where I have left and right side of my brain, and so I was super, like, nerdy and into, you know, math and science and biology, and so I bet art it was my art was my fun, and so, um, anyway, and so when I hit high school, I ended up really picking up, a, I, I used colored pencils my whole life. Okay. Um, so, but I kind of really tried to teach myself how to do, um, colored pencil work and shading in high school. Okay. And so I got into comics, which we can talk more about, but I got into X-Men. Oh, nice. So it was the X-Men, um, oh my gosh, the X-Men animated series. Oh yeah. The nineties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my brother, yes. So my brother and I would collect the, um, comic books and then watch that series every week. Um, and I would, what I would do is take those trading cards and try to copy them, and that's where I learned how to shade. Was those comic? Those, okay, those trading like cards. the old like Fleer Ultra yeah, the Fleer cards. Ultra. Yeah, I just found them recently at my parents' house. <laughs> Did you have like those glossy ones that were all shiny? Sometimes those were, like oh the gosh. special edition I mean, ones. I still have them. I found it. I have them all in a binder. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, but that I would look at those and copy them, and I'd also copy the. Um, I would look at the like the Disney movie um, VHS tape covers and try to. They were shading there, and so they were like the detailed. the plastic yeah, like the plas- yes. like like almost break it when you totally. open it once. Those are worth a lot of money nowadays. Really? Yeah, like you can have one in terrible condition yes. and it's still like a couple hundred bucks. Like they're rare because they all went into the vault and they stopped releasing them. Yes. I mean, now with Disney Plus, you can watch half of them. But, still, but like the VHS tapes are yeah. amazing and they were beautiful, the artwork on it. And so I kind of taught myself how to shade through that. But still, I mean, I wanted to be an artist and animator, but I was still focused on, I also loved music. And so I wanted, I played flute all the time. And hmm. And then I ended up thinking, well, that was right around that time in high school is when animation hit and it switched to Toy Story and it kind of switched to um, computer graphics. What year? CG. I graduated in 98 from high school. It is right when that's the first Toy Story is uh right there. My dream of like, should I be an animator kind of switched. And so I was working at a veterinary clinic and I don't really know why I changed, but I ended up switching. Okay, I'll do biology. I'll be a biology major and be a veterinarian. And I just... Very different. Yeah. So, um, so that is what I ended up doing. I ended up going to Virginia Tech and being a biology major. I was going to be going to vet school, and like halfway through that first year, I mean, I could do it. It's easy for me. I just didn't enjoy it. Okay. Um, and then I thought, well, I'll do genetics. I'll switch majors. You know, switch in there. And it was still not my love. And so I took an art class my sophomore year at Virginia Tech for fun. And I loved it so much. I asked my professor if I should switch majors, and he said, 
<laughs> his exact word was hell yes <laughs> um which i was not used to um just i mean he was so excited and um he's like i definitely do this and so i switched majors which was a huge deal my parents kind of flipped out sure um, go from like you know yeah safe like big, bi- you know, yeah. veterinary medicine biology <laughs> to, to like struggling artist yeah what are we gonna do and so but yeah so i switched and i took and i graduated still early and i like i don't know a year and a half earlier than that and um and it's not an art school. It's, I mean, there's art program, but it's not like known for the art school. So. so it's funny. You you say you grew up with like a lot of like the Disney movies, and I grew up watching the same ones. Okay. Um, so was, you're looking at like the old school ones, probably like mm-hmm. Snow White, like oh even gosh. Bambi, where everything was like all hand drawn. All yes. And like you look at them, and they're not the same. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love new animation. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. I think it's beautiful. But like watching those old ones where it's like a waterfall coming over the edge, it's like it's how hand- they got that detail yeah. with just hand drawn. I'm like, this is insane. Like it's, it's beautiful. So I can see a lot of that same kind of yeah. uh, style in some of your artwork that I've seen. Oh my gosh. The, yeah. Like the Sword and Stone, Robin Hood. Oh. Those are my Classics. favorites, and I still. It's I just watched Sword and Stone. Oh my gosh, Sword and Stone is probably my absolute favorite, and I never realized Bill Pete. I think he was the one that did all the storyboarding and all the character design for that movie. He did a ton of the work for that, which is amazing in itself because that's not how it works now no. in Disney or any studio. Um, but he's also one of my favorite children's book illustrators and writers. Um, but he. You can see his character design totally in that film, but all of it's the hand drawn and how it's just the scratchiness, like even in 101 Dalmatians, where it's all oh, it's be- you can just tell like the line work is going just, through the streets with all the cobblestone, uh, they splash a puddle, like it's, it's the little minor details. Oh. Like the, the animals and the people yeah. look great, but like the background, like totally. you'll have it's a static background, but they make it come to life so well with like the shading on the front yes. and the, oh, it's, I mean, it's fantastic. So, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that you got into comics and everything uh, yeah. because the two of them, like old Disney movies and then comics of that era of the 60s, 70s and 80s, like, you know, they kind of had that same kind of style. I mean, you know, they had four color mm-hmm. printing, so it was a little different, yes. um, but like it was all still done a lot of yes. hand drawn. Now there's a lot of like digital comics and stuff mm-hmm. and I think they're cool. And I did digital colors and all that stuff um, for myself. But um, going from X-Men cartoon, reading some of the comics and, and more so just kind of copying them, which I think every kid did. Everyone mm-hmm. took a pad and paper at one point was like, all right, there's a Wolverine. I'm going to draw this. And it for me, it never looked the same ever i i had one of those how to draw the marvel way and like the first thing i learned was don't copy someone like find your style don't learn from someone who says no that's wrong because it's not it's your way it's how you want to do it it's your interpretation of it um so going back to that so you did uh x-men and that kind of stuff go a little bit more into like what like, how long did you... Did you read them, or were they more just for the um, art? It's funny, because I actually found those when I found my X-Men cards. This it was past like summer. 90s stuff, I'm uh-huh, assuming? the 90s. I found my X-Men comic books, too. Um, I did collect a few of them. Um, I mainly love the trading cards um, in the animated series. Um, it's funny, because... You know, I, kind of, I mean, those, that was kind of my... I loved all that stuff, um, but I think I still loved animation even more. Um, but then I hit... I got also, along with that, I've gotten into, I love Studio Ghibli. And I didn't find, mm. I didn't even get in, like, didn't discover that until I was married. So sure. I actually didn't find that in, like, didn't even know about um, Spirit Away or anything until about 2002 after we got married and moved to Texas. Um, and that was another mind-blowing thing, um, to kind of go back to what you were saying before, because that also is hand-drawn. Yeah. It's just beautifully done. Oh, it's fantastic. And he takes the time 
to show like them eating a meal, which you don't see in most no. animation today. Like everything's slow, slow and beautiful. Um, a lot I, of it was about the food. Like oh, there's a whole like yes. like cookbook on just the food from Spirited Away. Oh my gosh! And I just bought literally yesterday. Uh, Princess Mononoke on Blu-ray. I was at like an old video store or something like that. I was like, yes, I will buy this for super cheap. This is one of my favorite animes of all time. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, what's funny is then Spider-Verse came out. Oh. So it's funny. I've always loved X-Men. So this weird thing about me is I've always loved X-Men. And I'd go see the X-Men movies. Um, and I hate to admit all this. But I'm, Please. I'm, but so it's just really funny. So anyway, I loved all the X-Men movies. Um, I had seen Iron Man movie. I think we saw Iron Man 1. Okay. And I just, that was kind of it for my, like, the geekdom and all um, Marvel stuff for a long time. Um, and then Spider-Verse came out. And I'm telling you that movie, the timing of it came out, actually, the timing was amazing. Because it was right when I knew I was going to be doing Comic-Cons the first time. Um, but the colors, and it was just mind-blowing. Totally changed my life. Oh, it was unbelievable. Um, and the way they shot it, oh. the way they, did you watch all, like, the behind the scenes oh. and everything? I've seen that movie. Like, I'll put it on to go to sleep. <laughs> yes. Like, I've seen that movie two dozen times, yes. three dozen times. And it doesn't matter. It hasn't even been out of, like, no. a year, practically. No. I, I went to see it three times in the theater, um, which I haven't done since Titanic. Wow. <laughs> high school. Not dating yourself at all. Not um, at all. Not at all. No. Um, but I loved it that much. And then, which is fun about that, though, is that my son, then, who is, he's 10, he loved it. And all of a sudden, he also draws. But that, it turned him into a comic book fan. Oh, good. And I love hearing so that. And so it was all connects. And so then he just kind of freaked out over, oh my gosh, Mom, it looks like a comic book. And so he started reading comic books. And then I started doing my shows in March, the conventions, and he would come with me. And they and he has innate love for the old comic books. So he good. collects all the old ones. It's like past 1970, he won't. Oh, it's funny how is, a 10-year-old can tell good. the difference. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, and it's. It's very subtle to yeah. see like the differences between the sixties and seventies comics, but it's like you can yeah. it's night and day to someone yeah. who's seen them before. So, like watching him then get into Spider Man and Iron Man and the Avengers and so then from there then we watched all the Avenger movies, got into all I mean, like it just all kind of snowballed from there and just just loved it all. But I just came into it a lot later. I so guess. It's fascinating that you only started going to uh, doing conventions, what, last year, with yeah. 2019, mm -hmm. something like that? Yeah. Um, did you have any experience in conventions? Did you ever go to one as a fan when you were younger, no. anything like that? So this is all, this is, I love telling the story because it's just, um, I had never been to Comic-Con my entire life. I mean, I'd heard of them, but I had never been to one. And, um, and so when I started drawing, and it's all connected to my story, but... Um, when I started, you know, Instagram, probably a few years back, I noticed a lot of the artists that I follow and love and admire, um, I would see they would do San Diego Comic-Con or they would sell their art at other Comic-Cons. Um, but I always thought it was something for, like, big artists, famous animators, you know, just the greats. And um, I thought, well, maybe one day when I'm, you know, have more of a following or I'm bigger, maybe I could do that. I don't know. Um, but I had this, like, inkling in me the last two years of, like, I don't know. Um, maybe one day I can do it. And then last October, it was October 2018, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts with Jake Parker and Will Terry. Um, and it's an art podcast. Okay. And they are all illustrators. Um, Will Terry and Jake Parker all have done a bunch of Comic-Cons. Okay. Um, he created Inktober. Um, and oh. they did a podcast that October about why you should do Comic-Cons. 
And so I listened to it and it was, it changed my life. And it was all the reasons just do it, like go to one and you just kind of like, they laid it out why it's, it's great to do them. Anybody can go to one, anybody can be in one, how it's great for for a business. And, and so I kind of had, I listened to it. I was like, I've got to do this. I've got to, you know, lean into this fear. And um, so that was like beginning of October and the end of October was Alamo City Comic Con. Yeah, And I bought a ticket. I was like, I'm going to go. And I'd never been to one. And it was huge and so overwhelming. And I went on a Sunday. So it's not as busy day, but it was <laughs> jam-packed. Weekends are busy. Um, Friday would have been, a day, been your day to go. Fridays are the least busy days. Because oh everyone's, you know, all yeah. the people that want to go are in school or work yeah. or something like that. I had, so I had no idea what to expect. And I'd never been to one. And it was so overwhelming. But just... It's sensory overload. Oh like gosh. your first convention. I remember mine. It was... 2011, 20, okay. right in there. And I went to, I lived in Chicago. I grew up there okay. for 31 years. So we have one called, uh, we had we had a Wizard World, okay. but we had one called C2E2, which is big. Like it's yes. two stories. It's a huge, it's in the McCormick place. If anybody knows what that is, it's just this massive, massive convention center. And so I did that and like I walked in and just was like, just like that rush hit me. And I was like, oh my God. Where do I even start? Like, I am a huge, huge nerd. Comics, movies, TV shows, like, everything. I'm wearing a Ninja Turtles t-shirt as we speak. So I just, like, was going, like, everywhere. And all my friends who had been going for a couple years just were like, I'm just going to sit back and watch this little kid in the candy shop (laughs) run around. And I spent, I spent all my money. Like, I was like, I'll spend 50 bucks. I spent $200, $250 in a day. Like, and then later I learned, no, you buy on Sunday. You don't buy on Friday. That's dumb. But so what was your first, what was was it like? Oh my gosh. I mean, it was in the Alamo Dome. And I was like, I was crazy. It was so big. Um, I didn't even know where to begin. And I just remember going down the center aisle and it was just, you could barely walk. There were so many people. Um, And I would just, I remember them saying, like Will Terry saying, like, take notes, see what, um, you know, what each booth looks like, what works, what doesn't, what draws your eyes to each booth. And so I would try to like take pictures of down the aisles and notice you know, what colors, what, how did they set up their booth? And it was overwhelming. And I really felt like, I didn't know. And then just, and then just all the actors were on the outside and I had never, it was just, it was a totally overwhelming sensory overload experience. But I remember thinking as I'm walking down those aisles, like I, my stuff looks so different. You know, I don't have comic book stuff in there. I, um, it's, my stuff is kind of girly and cutesy and, so I was, as I was going down, I was like, I don't know if this would work for me um, if I fit in. But I had known that an artist that I follow, um, and she does all the huge conventions, um, Megan Withy, um, she's from Florida. I knew she was going to be there. Okay. So I was trying to find her booth, and I couldn't find it down the normal artist alley. So I was about to leave, and I'm pretty shy, so it's really hard for me just to go up to some random person and introduce myself. But sure. I finally, as I was getting ready to leave, I saw her booth, and she was with the vendors, and she's a huge like corner booth, and um, so I went by her booth, and um, and we ended up talking for a long time, and they were the sweetest couple. Um, and I showed her my art, <laughs> like so nervous, um, and she's like, "No, your stuff is so different. You need to do this. That's why you, they we need more different yeah. people." 
That's why I walked up to your table the first time because I was like, I see all the same like yeah. overly drawn females and the yes. the men in the dynamic poses and yes. there's everything happening and like yes, some some of this I'm gonna get because I like the character or whatever. But like I walk by and I see your booth, I'm like, you just seem very modest, very just like yeah. I'm an artist, like I'm here to do art and like at the core of it. Whereas like a lot of these other artists will be like. I literally talked to one dude who's like, oh, I'm the edgiest one here, and this is awesome. And I'm like, you're not, dude, like, at all the edgiest person here. Like, I'm edgier than you, all right, buddy? Like, come on. And it was, you know, so I walked by your table, and I got to say, for never, it, it was that your first one that I was at? Um, so Maybe the second? Hill Country, Hill Country Comic Con was my first. Okay, so I was so at, what, second? Probably second or third, yeah. Your second. table looked great. Like, you had your displays up. My first table, I did Comic-Cons, I made a comic, okay. and it was... I did them for about six years, and the first one I ever did, I can find a picture, and it was awful. Like, everything was laid flat. We had, like, our little sign of our comic company and everything, like, just, like, one letter at a time pasted <laughs> onto the front of the table. Like, I look back with my artist, and we were looking, and, and we were both like, what in the hell were we thinking? Like, seriously. Um, but you've got your displays up. You've got your little cards. You've got your, you know, dis the... the um, you would do you have bookmarks, I think, at the time. Um, I don't know if you did. I know I did like little mini um, business cards that were like mini prints that I yeah. got for free, and then all of them are art prints. Um, you have like the, the yeah, and I have I have the shelving. So shelving, I, yeah, and so it's funny how I yeah I'll have to tell you how I did all that. Um, but yeah, it's exactly. I walked down the aisles and it's all the black backdrops, and all of the art is just hanging hanging from the black backdrops. And it looks the same, and it's a lot of really dark. There's some scary stuff and just, yeah, it's just, all of it is very similar. And then there's some cutesy, there's a lot of anime and, mm -hmm. um, and so I'm like, well, maybe I could, but I don't even, so that was in October and then I was like, I'm going to do this. Okay. And so I remember I contacted, um, Hill Country Comic Con in Greater Austin and not realizing they were the same promoter, um, Vo and, oh, really? uh -huh, and, oh. um, and he was like, you may want to do Hill Country also. And so that was in November. I went ahead and applied for both and got in, not knowing, okay, I'm doing this. And just terrified, but excited. And so then I spent from March, you know, I guess October to March, what I would do, I say, like, I want to look different. And so I went online, looked at all my favorite artists and their photos when they post for CTN or um, San, San Diego Comic-Con my favorite like female artists or any artists and like what were what are their displays what do I like about them and the ones that I were drawn to and they had the white backdrop and they had it just looked very clean mm -hmm. and elegant I'm like that's me and that fits me I'm you know and I want my booth to be inviting um and warm and welcoming and beautiful because it reflects I think who I am as well okay. in my art yeah and so and then I'm like oh they have these shelves where are they have these shelves and so I just kind of scoured the internet trying to figure out What's my booth going to look like? But the same booth you saw was the same one I had exactly for um, my first one in March. Did and I didn't know what to expect. So. You did it well. And then I saw you again uh, at Wizard World mm -hmm. uh, this past year. Was that in August? November. November. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the schedules because I've been, <laughs> I'm used to the, mine are like March and August. Okay for what I'm used to doing back home. And so now I've been here three years. Yeah. And so I'm like thrown off by the time schedule. And they're a lot smaller than what I'm used to. Like when I went to the Greater Austin, mm -hmm. which 
first of all, I want to say I love that convention. It's amazing. I think it's fantastic. I think what they're doing is great. It's a lot more about the artists mm -hmm. and local people, whereas like a lot of the big ones, and I can't speak to like New York or San Diego. I haven't been there. I'm going to San Diego okay. this year, which I'm very excited for. But like these local ones, mm -hmm. I'm not used to, and I think they're fantastic mm -hmm. because in in Wizard World Chicago, they would uh, after like each year, I seem to get like pushed further and further back. Okay. And you would see, like, one year they put all the celebrities right in front of us. So you'd walk in, you'd have your vendors, then you have the celebrities, then you've got Artist Alley, and they just keep tucking you away. And if, unless you're, like, a big Marvel or DC name up in the front of Artist Alley, people would make their way about two-thirds of the way back, maybe even a quarter of the way back, and be like, and I'm done. So we did, it just started just slowly and slowly getting worse and worse every year. But these ones are so much better layout. Like, it's a smaller. It's on a, basically like a basketball court for the most part. And then you're actually allowed to be in the rafters. And you can hang out there and look down and kind of see where you want to go. Map out your your uh, your walk. And some. And then they'll have in, like, what, the mezzanine areas around the front where, like, the vendors, the, mm -hmm. the food vendors are of the actual, like, mm -hmm. Basketball court, ice rink, whatever it's mm -hmm. on, is where they have like all the uh, cosplayers and mm -hmm. like other stuff like that. So it's, a, I think it's wonderful because you you're forced to walk through the whole thing, yeah. and see everybody and do everything. You can't go back out the same way you came mm -hmm. in, and so it's it works out better for you know local artists, people who are like you know nervous or shy. I don't want to hi my comic. <laughs> like the first time I did it, I was like, do you want to know about my no? Okay, thanks for coming by. Like I was like so oh. scary, and I talked to everybody like that. That's my thing. I will talk to a stranger on the street, but like someone comes up and go, "What's your comic about?" I go, "It's the thing. There's people. It's an explosion. Like I am. The, I was. It was a disaster. But we met some cool people, and we we're near some people who ended up doing a bunch of stuff and have been doing it a while, and they gave us some pointers. So. While you were doing these, the last year's circuit, did you talk to the people around you? Did they help you? Did they kind of support you? Because I've seen that there's a, a decent community oh of gosh. these things that kind of help each other oh, instead of man. put each other down. Yeah, the, so the first one I did was, I did, I think, eight last year, um, which I didn't expect to do. That's a lot. Which is amazing. So just so much fun. Um, all, all Texas? Um, I did one. So I did actually do, I went up to Tulsa and did Wizard World, Wizard World in Tulsa. Um, it's not too far though. No, and I have we have family there, so it was, I knew we could. Hey, we'll go up there and stay with family and um, make a little a trip. And that one was actually my best show. Okay. But it was a really small show, and I've heard they're not going back. Oh well, Wizard sad. World is yeah kind of falling apart. So, um, but what makes so? But other than that, they were all in Texas. I did yeah. I started out with Hill Country and New Braunfels, and then I did. I think I had a New break Braun. until Greater Austin, and then. There was one in Bell County. I think I saw you again a second okay. time in Bell County because I went to that. That okay. is one of my favorite. That was awesome. Because it's bigger. Yes. It's it been around a couple of years more. I don't okay. know how long, so nobody here quote me and Google search me. It's been around 20 years. I have no idea. I've only been in Texas three years. Don't don't yell at me. They have like three rooms. They do the same thing. It's got like in a stadium looking okay. area, and then they've got a separate room for like vendors and this completely different building for what yeah. appears to be more like they had like a small stage and like smaller toy vendors okay. and more kid friendly stuff okay. which I thought was kind of cool yeah what I heard they do this year too is they because I got in the second I applied later so I got into the second building but they ended up making you go through that building first this year and so I think it got really good traffic and so I think there's it was where the, is it the that's, arena? I think that's where we last okay. met maybe so I don't oh. know from there and I did Tulsa and then I did it's so funny. Anyway, all the dates are going crazy. But anyway, but yeah, so that first one, I didn't know what to expect. I was so 
nervous and you just, I don't know, like, and then you go, and I'm, I learned this now, but I mean, just that, t- that fear you go through before a convention, like, I'm not going to sell anything, no one wants me to work, what am I doing here, I'm a fraud, just all those inner thoughts, and I realize I've learned from other artists, you feel it every, and you start off, I feel it every time before a convention, I get super nervous, but it's always amazing, but I know what to expect, and so when I had that first convention, it was, oh my goodness, there's nothing, that, I mean, it's just, I can't explain how fun it is. Oh, um right. Not only is it amazing meeting all the other artists around me, I became friends with so many artists in Artist Alley. Mm-hmm. And now we check to see well, what show are you doing next, and we all make sure we're doing the same ones or get booths near each other. I mean, you have life now, we have sweet, dear friends that I've made just in the last year. But also, oh my gosh, like the people that come and they like they love your art and then they come and I get to encourage. I think what I never expected, and I'm this is what's bizarre is I'm very, I'm very shy and I'm very quiet. But for some reason, when I do a convention, there is a whole other part of me I think that opens up, and I'm I'm talkative. I'm, I talk the entire time, and I had no idea. I remember that first convention, I had no voice by that, <laughs> by that Sunday because I talked so much for you know two days straight and just laughing and smiling and hugging people. And um, but at meeting people who haven't drawn in years, who want to get back into it, and kids that wanted to learn how to draw. That is what I I didn't know I was gonna get to do was the encouragement yeah. and just. The teaching and the loving side and the courage side of me came out and then they come to the next show and they want to look for me again and it's just i don't know it's, it's so much fun it's rewarding it's when you so see fun. the same people over yes. and over again you're like you remembered wait you me? remember me like who am i <laughs> i just did some doodles on a napkin here <laughs> yes. and suddenly people want to buy it like it's i i understand that my artist had that his uh he did a little one um and you can look it up it's called bandana avenger and it's all chibi style art uh, and it's a little more kid friendly and everything and it's adorable and it takes like day-to-day adventures and puts it into these like each page is like a six to eight panel like individual comic and so they're each like just a compilation of them and it's a lot of fun and i remember being uh, after you know one year i'd see one because we only did two a year and we'd see the same kids mm-hmm. at like two and they'd be like, oh i want the next issue we were so behind it would be like next year <laughs> i'm like where can we get it our website's not up yet like it was just like i felt so bad because i wanted to get his stuff done a lot too um and uh but it was it was very fulfilling to see these people coming back and being like no keep doing what you're doing like and i'd be like keep you keep doing what you're doing like keep you know you draw too and people would come up to us it was weird but um so then, so that's all the good stuff. And I do want to see, uh, and you've only been to a handful in the last year, yeah. uh, being behind the table and everything, have you experienced any sort of like negatives from people? Like, are there any, you know, a, a, as people are calling it nowadays, toxic fandom and everything like that? And I'm sure there's going to be some, uh, there's a lot of sexism in the industry. A lot of like uh, men have dominated the art and comics and that kind of stuff. And, and as you can see by a lot of the way they draw their women is very... Mm, okay, show me one woman with that small waist and that large shoulders. And it's just like, it doesn't make a lot of sense to some uh, some degree. But have you experienced anything negative or any like people coming up saying you shouldn't be there, or your artwork is blah, have you heard any of that? I haven't yet. Okay, good. Um, Knock on so, wood. I know it's only, yeah, it's only been, you know, my first, I've only fished my first year. So, yeah, so I haven't really had any negativity, I think, with conventions yet. Um, I have it's I have to watch so my kid my boys will come with me sometimes to set up and the, which has been fun because they get to kind of help with the business side and but I also have to make sure like what's around me what yeah. are the vendors around me and so I you know they're young and so I think that's the negative part of it is that I have to for me is just so far has been okay 
what's okay for my kids to see. You know, there's a lot of, sure. so, which is also why I love what I do so much as I want to make sure my place is always a light place and a good and clean place for kids to come. That's good. So that's, I mean, you got to, you yeah. got to appeal to the kids because they're going to be the future generation of artists and consumers. So, you know, if, if they're being put off or the parents start seeing a lot of the stuff at the conventions uh, that go with them, then it's like they're not going to come back. Their parents aren't going to want them to come back. So, like, as a convention goer, as someone who's worked conventions, as a nerd, uh, making that kind of, like, safe space and yes. making it a little bit more accessible to everybody is yes. very important. Like, now, don't get me wrong. I read a lot of, like, graphic novels, and I emphasize the word graphic because that's just, you know, I'm older. I'm more mature. Well, I'm not mature. But I'm more mature than a six-year-old for the most part. But... When I was their age, yeah. I was reading, you know, I was reading Spider-Man, I was reading mm-hmm. X-Men, and they always had this moral ground and everything like that. And then as I grew up, I did kind of find some more, like, PG-13 kind of comics. And comics in the 90s weren't, what's the best way? They weren't as kid-friendly, because mm-hmm. a lot of it in that time was overly drawn, and mm-hmm. the writing was atrocious for the most part through the 90s. So seeing that there's more people like yourself doing things for everybody that... Like, I can walk up and I see, you know, uh, Dwight Schrute from The Office, but, like, you know, Baymax doing something real. Like, it's, it's, I see all these things that I love drawn in a way that I'm like, I really like this art. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's, it's wonderful to see that done. Okay, have you done anything in the past to work, like, towards doing a comic book or doing a comic strip okay. or something like that? So it's funny you're talking about that because... I literally have just finished a little comic of my boys, and I don't think I, I don't know if I'd end up selling it. Maybe I will at some point. I don't know. Yeah. So how that kind of started was when I started trying to draw again for myself five years ago. I drew my boys because I just had never done that, and they were really young at the time. Um, but I've I've loved drawing them do I've loved drawing them doing everyday things, and so I'd probably the last two years um, as I do these mashups. Um, and my, my son, my older son got into like Garfield and all the like, Peanuts comics. Classics. Uh-huh. I kind of rediscovered Calvin and Hobbes and I never really read it. It's funny. I actually didn't read Calvin and Hobbes growing up. I mean, yeah. I appreciate the art, but yeah. I just, I kind of gravitated toward, gravitated more towards Garfield. So anyway, I was trying to get my son, my older son, Jake into Calvin and Hobbes, but then I realized, oh my gosh, Calvin and Hobbes is so much like my younger son, Austin, and he has a shark, um... He's a, um, yeah, a shark um, stuffed animal that he carries around with him everywhere. <laughs> Probably for the last three years. And he takes him everywhere he goes. He had shark boots. It just cracked me up. And I realized, oh my gosh, he reminds me so much of these two characters. As I'd read more through Calvin Hobbes. And so, just for fun, I think it was on Inktober a couple years ago, I did a mashup. But I changed Calvin Hobbes to my son, my youngest, and his shark as um, an overgrown shark. That's adorable. Anyway, I was like, can I have been, because I've been drawing sharks for him before that for his birthdays. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, is a char- like the shark is a character. And So anyway, I've had these like drawings, I've had little, little scenes I've had, and I've put them away, and I've, I'll start it. And even this past summer when we went on a road trip, I um, it kind of, it was funny. It started out as like Calvin Hobbes being my inspiration, but then it's turned into my own thing and my own stories and my, what my own kids do. Um, and so, and my older son has, we have a toad um, named Hopper that he found a couple years ago and he's still alive. Oh, real um, toad. I thought you were. Yeah, he's a real toad. Okay. And I get to feed him crickets every day, but he's become a character. And so I kind of turned him into a cartoon character. 
Um, and you can see some of them on my Instagram page. I will occasionally post pictures of these drawings. Um, but um, along with this, sorry, my oldest son, because he's, he's also super talented at drawing and writing, he ha- he writes a ton of comic books himself. Oh, nice. Um, and so he turned some to our life also into comics. So I've kind of been doing it with him. Um, and so and then we went on a road trip this summer for me and the boys. I took them alone and... It's just, anyway, it's the life of driving a car with kids and, you know, they have the toad that came with us and their shark. And so I kind of just kind of followed our life there. Um, and so he asked me, Jake asked me probably two weeks ago, when are you going to finish these? Um, and I realized, like, it's so funny. Like, I'll draw stuff, like, you know, from shows and movies very easily, right? It's, I've got that down. But when it comes to something personal to me, it's a lot, it takes a lot longer. Um, and I think it's, I want to be perfect. And so I've put it away because I just, I'm like, I can't, I'm not good enough yet. And it's a different style. And I kind of put it away for months. Um, but he kind of encouraged me to bring it back out. And so I, I finished it. And nice. I did like one, I'm like, it doesn't need to be perfect. I just need to finish it. It's, you know, little snippets of our life for the past year, year t- two years. Um, and I made it into a little book. And what I'll probably do is then I'll do another one. But I'll, maybe I'll sell it. I don't know. I also just made a book. Of all the bear drawings I did from Inktober this year, and so that's bear awesome. drawings. Yeah, so I did a bunch of ink bear illustrations for Inktober in October. Okay, I think I did about sixteen of them, and it's my own illustrations, um, and they're just like polar bears or panda bears. Um, you like bears, I take it. I then. do like drawing bears. <laughs> Otherwise, um, that'd be very random. Yeah, there's that still that part of me that's an illustrator, and so I want to do a kids book at, at some point. Um, and so I thought I should go ahead and put that in a book. Um, and have it as something to sell, um, and it's my work. And if people buy it, great. If not, it's fine. Yeah. But it's for my for my family and my yeah. kids. So, but yeah. So my I don't know. To ask your question. I yeah. It's I still working on it. Um, my son is way better than me, and so he's kind of encouraging me to like okay, keep drawing us. And good. so it's hard. I feel sometimes like I'm all over the place because I have so many different styles. I mean, what you all see at the show is probably one style okay. at my conventions. But if you look through my work, there's, you know, I have ink drawings and I do illustration of animals and it's just, and I do really highly, highly realistic pet portraits too. And so there's just, I feel right. like I'm all over the place. Bring sometimes. them all in. So. I, I always say bring in all the types you have to the conventions. <laughs> I had, uh, I saw a table where it was um, a style like yours. It was yeah. a little bit more um, family friendly, kind of cutesy, but then mm-hmm. they had these like elaborate, detailed, like scenic pictures and stuff that they did they put them on like a mouse pad they put them on and it was like i'm like oh who did these like me i was like get out of like this is night and day like this looks like it could be an illustration on the front of like some like a fantasy novel whereas like this looks like it's something out of like you know sunday morning cartoon so like seeing that and seeing the range of somebody in front of you is uh for me and i can only speak for myself is like like i'm drawn to that i like that i think that is a unique thing that not a lot of people showcase. I had a buddy who, um, back home, started doing something uh, with someone else, and they were working on a comic, and it was all it was great. I loved his work; I thought it was fantastic. And then he did this right turn, and started doing this um, uh, uh, watercolor mm-hmm. that, like, with like these drip paintings and everything like that. And I, I, I ended up having him uh, commission a piece for me that I'm going to turn into a tattoo. But I was like, I have seen this guy; I've known him about. 
Jesus, like eight, nine years now at this point. So I'm at my first convention and I'm still, I'm messaging him every, you know, like once a month or something like that on Facebook. But to see him grow as an artist is beautiful. And to see that come out in the conventions and the work, like that's wonderful. So I can always encourage that. Show show as much range as, you know, you will. And people will love it. They will. I know. I hated my own work. And some people bought it. I was self-taught and everything like that. And I was my own worst critic and and everything. But people would buy some of our stuff. I did a little bit of colored pencils. It was terrible. But people would be like, yeah, buy that. I was like, why? Okay, yeah, here, here, you can have it if it's (laughs) what you want, I guess. But uh, I find I'm, I'm more suited for the other side of the table as a fan and enjoying it getting to talk to people like you and and doing that i I love i love both sides but Mm -hmm. i love enjoying it more than i love working on it for 17 hours in a day and then coming out and be like this is crap i don't want to i don't know why i did this do you have any uh and i'll remind everybody that's going to end up listening to this i am recording this in february and it's not going to come out till march so do you have anything coming up uh late march yes. and the rest of the year do you have yes. like a con schedule i do what um, do you got I, for have, me? I think i've got eight or nine booked so far for the year and so my first one's actually the end of march um i'm doing fan expo in Dallas. Oh, okay. So I'm so excited. I was thinking about going to that. Yes. There's um, a lot of celebrities so, there. Like, yes, like, I know. sweet Jesus, there's I a know, lot of celebrities so excited. there. <laughs> I know. But every week there's like more, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many celebrities. Yeah. Um, so that'll be my first actually like big show. Yeah, um, those are pretty so big. Nervous and excited. And then I think the week after that is Hill Country Comic Con in New Braunfels. Okay. And then, so that's April, beginning of April. And then May, I'm doing Comic Palooza. So excited. Okay. In Houston. Um, and that one's supposed to be humongous. And then um, June comes and I'm doing Greater Austin again. Good. And then, I'm so excited, I got into Denver. So Ooh. I'm doing Denver um, pop culture. Very nice. So I got in. Um, when is that one? Late that June? That is July, July 4th weekend. Okay. Um, and then the very next weekend, I'll be back at um, Corpus Christi Comic Con. Okay. What is that? That's July. And then August, I'm going back up to Bell County. Okay. Yep. And then um, September hits, and I'll be at um, oh, Big Big Texas. So... Which is in San Antonio. It's called Big it's Texas. Big Texas. Oh. This will be their second year. They oh, okay. Last year. I'll check it out. So, and that's it right now. I don't okay. know. I don't know when was if Wizard World's coming back to Austin. I think I, I think they have well. they have it on there as sometime in November again. Uh, I am. I heard they're iffy. Yeah, I, back. I thought last year. Honestly, I read somewhere that last year was their last year doing anything. Okay. But I guess they're still doing stuff this year. Um, so, you know, I, I'll keep your eye out, I guess, if yeah. you, if you care. Um, I also want to just make a note. August is the worst time to have a convention where you have to go between two buildings and it's not connected. Oh, like okay. you have to go from air conditioning outside to like, yeah. I'm in costume. Holy. Uh, okay. Back into a building. Like it's, I don't know why they would do it like that know. in August, but Hey, it's Texas and there's no good time because it's boiling hot here. I know. Um, where can we find you? What's what so are your handles? My Insta- follow me on Instagram. It's Julia Man M A N N Art Julia Man Art, and then my um, I'm finished. I, my website is JuliaMan.squarespace.com. Sorry, um, JuliaMan.squarespace.com, and okay. I also have an Etsy site. Um, and you can find through my websites too. Okay. So, um, but yeah, and so follow me. I have a bunch more art than just the um, 
stuff that you see at the conventions. Okay. So. Can we? Can people do like commissions to you yes, off I, li- so like right online now, and so everything? Right now, since I guess since Christmas, I've been doing nonstop commissions, which I love. Um, so I love doing. Right now, I've been doing a lot of um, either pet portraits or. Um, and those can be realistic or stylized. Sure. Um, I do, I've done a lot of like families, um, like kid portraits. Um, so yeah, in that style, that's more like the stylized um, colored pencil. And then I've done like, oh my gosh, I've done some really great ones of people's favorite characters. So, um, but yeah, definitely Good. love commissions. Awesome. So. Well, thank you for coming. Everybody check out the artwork. Go on to her Instagram. There's a ton of stuff on there that you can take a look at, and I'm sure you'll have links to everything else. Um, Get a commission from her while she's got the time because you're going to get busy with conventions (laughs) time, and you'll get a lot then. Um, Thank you for coming, Julia, and I appreciate it. Um, I hope to see you again at other conventions. Can't wait. Thank you so much. You're very welcome.